Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Hey Lance, how's it going? Fantastic. It is almost uh, holiday break. I'm super excited for it. it. We say Christmas now. Good. I'm glad. I didn't know. <laughs> Just kidding. We say everything. It doesn't matter. It's a free country. <laughs> it is a free it's country. It's all good. Speaking of free, Dell is giving out free computers. Really? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to say, sign me up. But that would be cool. Uh, so if you listen to Inside the Firm, Dell has some deals for you. Visit dell.com forward slash inside the firm. Select tell technology you need to fuel your business. You can also call them at 1-800-757-8442. Tell them that you're inside the firm listener. They will reach through the phone and high five you. And they'll be like, that's great because we have deals for you. So do that and use Dell for your firm's needs. Do it. That's it. What are you waiting for? I don't know. Especially if you need a computer. Especially if you need a computer before the end of the year. Can I brag about my computer a little bit? Time out. Time out. You shut your mouth when you're All talking right. to me. Shutting it. <clears throat> because if you know, if you're a firm owner, you know about taxes. And if you want to reduce your tax bills, the computers aren't expenses. There, it helps out. All of the above. Uh, I'm. A, I am going to break my my computer. You know what? The so I have a. I've, I've said this before. So I I just got a from Dell a Dell a new Dell Precision right, and I've already read the specs once. I'll, um. So you have to go back to a previous episode. It is so good. The best part about it, number one, it boots up insanely quick. Less than like 15 seconds. Yep. And I'm logged in and I'm ready to work. My favorite part though, and I just went to Mexico and back. Yeah. Guess how long my battery life is? 10 hours. Oh. I'm not joking. Isn't that sick? It is so sick. It lasts forever. So like I can come home after working here, eat some supper, do maybe do some additional work. Whatever Christmas Put it shop. on your lap. A, a laptop? It acts is as a laptop. Is that why they call it? <laughs> that is exactly why they call it a laptop. So I highly encourage everyone to consider uh, getting themselves a Dell Precision for their workstation. It's super powerful. It hasn't let me down so far. I doubt it will. Um, we love Dell. So this episode is also brought, of Inside the Firm is also brought to you by Arcat. Arcat.com is the place to go when the time has come for your firm to begin gathering product and material information for its next project. Let's say you're tasked with finding the top, I don't know, garage door manufacturers, Al, and they need to have CAD, BIM, and specifications. Don't you think it'd be nice if there was a search engine that showed you who has the data you need? There is. It's arcad.com, the number one most used website for finding building product information, search for a product, or even a CSI section, and get a list of manufacturers and the data they offer. Even better, you can download all that technical data for free. You don't even have to register to use Arcat. That's actually one of the best parts about Arcat. I know. There's other websites that I've been going to. I will not name them. I've had to register. I freaking hate it. It's just unnecessary because I, I it's and then it, then it's all convoluted in the way. Um, I, I will not name this website, but man, I want to. It's just horrible. Like no. the, the interface is way too convoluted. No, why I hate that. Arcat has a new in. website too. I don't know if you know that. They refresh no. it. It's great. Yeah, I should take a look. Everyone should take a look. Yeah. So um, I just ordered from Vistaprint. And I, I could check out as a guest. 
But then after I went through all this stuff, I, at the end it said, give us your email and then uh, a password because we'll just, you have to make a new account with it. So I did my email and password and they're like, and it said on there, make a new account or log in, email and password. And it said, this is already an account. Like my old one. And I was like, I don't know. Like, why are you making me do this? Why are you making, this is unnecessary. Yeah. So then like I had to make a new one. Oh, I'm no. like, it's, it sounds terrible. terrible. It sounds terrible. 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 Even better, you can so down. cat is not terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Al, save your firm time, money, and frustration and go to arcat.com to start building better content today. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. You want to know what's frustrating? We already talked about what's frustrating. You got no. more frustrating stuff? More frustrating. More frustrating. When you have to do a task and you don't have the tools for it. Oh, no. Frustrating. Yeah. When you have to do a task and you don't know how to do it efficiently. Yeah. Frustrating. If you have to do a task and you don't have those and you have a deadline, frustrating. Frustrating. If you have to do a task, you don't have those things, you have a deadline and you have no support. Frustrating. If that's the case with Revit, go to RevitRocketShip.com. It has all the solutions for you. Template, training, tutorials, support. We normally promote this at the end. This is Lance and I's tutorials that we teach students and other professionals. It's Christmas. Give yourself a Christmas gift. I negotiated with my wife. We talked about Christmas presents. I said, wife, I really want to give myself a Christmas present. That's what you present. call her too. Yeah. I say, look me in the eye, wife. <laughs> no first name. Babies, kids, whatever your names are, <laughs> right in daddy's eyes. I'm getting myself a toolbox. Whoa. And Congratulations. Because I'm going to go. I'm going to sneak away from... What kind of toolbox? Are you going to be like a three-level? Nah, listen. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sneak away from my family during the holidays. Go out in the garage. All Don't by yourself. Don't even tell them. Wow. They'll have to text me. They'll to find, find you. Me. They will easily find me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lay out all the tools that I want to have. Find them. Maybe come Maybe come here and steal some of my own tools back. Hey, man, you should. Yep. Lay them all out and be like, how big of a toolbox do I need? Because this is what I want to have. And then have that in my truck. Then when I get a Tesla truck, you know how they have that. You're going to get the cyber truck? Dude, next year, I'm going to put down a deposit. I've, I've honestly been thinking the same thing. Listen, Not joking. Like, you can tow like, so I don't like that they don't have a six, they don't have an eight foot bed, but then somebody's yeah. like, just buy a trailer, you idiot. And I'm like, yeah, just buy a trailer, you idiot. <laughs> so the, the, the sides where it comes down on the back, mm-hmm. those are going to be little storage things. And I don't like how the top flattens out, but someone's done a rendering where you could put like a piece up there. It's all metal. Like I, I would just get our metal workers. Just get our welders. And I'd be like, okay, make me this. It's going to look way cool. And I'm just going to have my tools in my truck. So if I need them at home or if I need them here, it doesn't matter. They're just, they're there. I don't have to. I too want a cyber truck. Yeah. I love how they look. I don't care what anybody says. Remember when you had your bucket when you're working around here? Yeah. And you had your bucket. Lance bucket. And I remember when like my uncle asked me for a triangle. I just found, I had two, I have three triangles, metal triangles at home. You don't need that many. No. So I just need my toolbox in my truck with my stuff. At all times. Yeah. <sighs> Got off track there. That was tough. Something about Revit Rocket Ship is how so it's So go to RevitRocketShip.com. <laughs> and it's a Tesla truck for Revit. <laughs> <laughs> Without breaking his What are windows. you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Okay. I want to hit on something. Because one of my listeners, you know who you are. You're an interior designer out of New York. Talking to you. Nice. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Anyways, we were talking about bidding and, and stuff like that. And she hit me with, you charge what you're worth. What does that mean? That's what I, I, I think. What does that mean? 
when I when I hear that, you know, right? Yeah, and and, and, and I I semi get it. You charge the value that you bring, but you forget that you're in a marketplace. So let's say I'm super cool at design or building, which I am, but then and and I could charge a great value. But what if Lance? is a competing entity right against me. Mm-hmm. And he's also equally good, slightly worse, a little bit shittier than myself, but maybe the same. Maybe he convinces them that they're the same. Mm-hmm. Now we're now, now what, what are you worth? What's your value? Because if you're bringing the same value, what are you worth? So I just want to kind of bring up the idea that there's, there's these items that are amazing when you are a business guru and you tell people, and they sound great, and it sometimes doesn't translate to the real world. And I got two stories about that. I know I've kind of shared them, but just to wrap this up, it's a story about the lawyer that for Southwest, that Southwest couldn't get their approval because the government is awesome. You love it. Uh, they're the I best. Uh, every day right. I pray to the government. Yep. <laughs> Months couldn't get their approval, and then all of a sudden they said, hey, call this lawyer. This lawyer apparently knew everyone, Got it done in a week. Charged them. This is like the 80s, right? Charged them $10,000. No. And, and it was like two phone calls, right? They said, hey, that's great. We paid it for them. Guess what? We never use that lawyer again, right? Same thing with the guy. Uh, here's a story. Uh, a guy comes fix a, a, a plant. is shut down. You call up a technician. He comes. He moves a wrench. He puts a bolt. And he charges them a thousand dollars, and then and they're like, well, "It only took you two seconds." He's like, "Yeah, but it took me a lifetime to know where that bolt was." It's like, ah, another great story. But guess who's never getting a call back again? Mm-hmm. A contractor mm-hmm. in our that me and you know was bidding on something, bid a million dollars more, a million dollars more on a project than 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 what it's really should have been bid at. Yep. Yep. Because they're in competition. And they don't like, man, there is a reality to this. There's a reality to it. And I think um, the lesson is to not like the, not the lesson, but what I keep hearing in my, what the little voice that keeps coming up in my, popping up my head while you're describing this is think about how much money you could have, you maybe have left on the table in your life. Money's not everything, but not having it is. Yep. But how much money do you, could you have potentially left on the table because you didn't you didn't have the balls. I know there's no other way to say it. You didn't have the gusto yep. to charge what you're actually worth. Okay, but but I'm almost going the opposite. Oh, of you, because it was basically it was basically just saying, you know, charge what you're charge what what you're worth. And what I'm going with is, man, there's other people, especially the the fire protection people that we use, that charge an honest, fair price, and we always use them. Because it's always it uh, there's there's developers well, that we know that we know that we just charge them. We got I got something done ahead of time. Didn't charge them for the extra. Now we do. We're doing three or four of their projects. No, I know we have a lot of repeat clients. Uh, how about this? I'll give a shout out to one that we that was no problem. I'm meeting with at two p.m. today, right after this podcast. Six yep. inch furniture. We've been working for them for a decade. Yeah, they're an awesome repeat client, and we didn't. Even now, this with this last negotiation, I wanted to charge them X amount of dollars, and they go, "Well, can you get it done for this?" Then we did, and we actually beat that number. Mm-hmm. They love us, you know. They just, it's a, there's a trust that is established for sure. But where I thought you were going with this was, and I still think it's a valid point to bring up, is how many times you hire an architect in your life? Maybe once. Yeah. 
right? Right. And how many times do you hire a builder in your once? Maybe like maybe once. But yep. then there's the referral part of it, right? So let's say you did hire. I'm going to play devil's advocate now. Please let's, do. Let's say you did hire us just once in your life, right? Yep. We did. We did. We did your sick custom house. It's called East Watch. It's getting. It's get hopefully getting published all over the place. Sure. And your friends who are all techies and making a ton of money come to it, and they're like, "Who did your house? We want to do this too." Yep. And then they refer you. Right. But because you charge them, because your fees were what they what you're actually worth. Isn't there something like then, you know, that fee will translate much easier to the next one because I guarantee they're going to say, hey, we just got the bid from Lance. What do they, what, what do they, what do they charge for your house? Right. And they're going to ask that because that has happened to us. Right. Especially with like, we're doing, we've, uh, there's two custom homes we did this last year. We're in the middle of one. It's a, it's a, it, it's a family. Like, so these, these brothers keep referring us to their brothers who just bought land in the same neighborhood and we do it. And I had that exact conversation with one of the brothers. Yep. We upped our fee and I said, and they go, Hey, we just, What's going on we just here? talked to Jack and he said, here's what you, and they go, so can you meet us in the middle? And then I ended up having to. So I don't know. I'm sorry to throw wrenches in you, Mr. No, no, no. Mr. I, have, I can dodge and duck a wrench. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you, here, here's the difference is when you're charging what you're worth, I want to change what that means. Because I think what it means is, yes, take into consideration the skill that you bring, the, the college experience, the firm that you built up. How long it took you to find that bolt? Uh, it, it, <laughs> how, how long it took you to find that bolt? Because it might be two seconds. Might be two seconds, right? And I'd say that's an appropriate way to gauge your value and your worth. What's inappropriate is to say, hey, you're running a factory. You you lose $10,000 every half hour that this is not open. So if I come and fix it in a half hour, you owe me $10,000. Right? It's, that's not appropriate. That is not appropriate. That's I would say that's not appropriate. Do you want to know why? If like, you're the handyman coming into the bit. Yep. Yeah. But but here is what what is appropriate. You have two handymans that you could call. One, it's his third year he kind of knows what he's doing. He might be able to find that bolt. He's going to charge 75 an hour, that handyman. And it might take him a half hour, might take him two hours, might take him four hours. Or you can choose another handyman that has 20 years of experience, that's amazing, that has been on these machines again before, but he, chose, he charges $250 an hour. Well, hmm, what do I value right now? What do I value? That 250 guy, he's shown his worth. He knows what, like in this scenario, it's good. If it was a piece of equipment off on the side that doesn't really matter that it takes for us, ah, choose the other guy. Choose the other guy. You get what I'm, you, you know, that's how, so they've delineated their prices based on what mm -hmm. they are. They aren't saying, huh, let me calculate what I've saved you. Let me calculate, you know, and it's, and here's what's, because they don't know your numbers, it's, it's random. You know, it's random. It's like, I think that you're going to make, a you know, $2 million off of this, so I'm going to charge you a million for it. I think that's the wrong level of thinking, yeah. But do you, do you think that's the implication? Like, is that, is that where you're, is that your, is this your knee-jerk reaction to hearing charge what you're worth? Charge, or, or sorry, charge what you're, I think there's two different arguments here, right? So is that your knee-jerk reaction to having somebody tell you charge what you, charge the amount that is uh, 
charge the amount that uh, a value that you bring. What is it? What I'm trying to say? Here, here, can I can I give another relationship? Like, here's what's wrong. What I think with the health insurance. One is that it, it goes through insurance so that it basically uh, removes you from the actual cost. But and I, this isn't necessarily true. But Lance, you're, you're you get cut and you're you're bleeding. And your life is worth a million dollars. Let's pretend I'm being very generous, uh-huh. right? And they fix you. Here's a million dollar bill. That's, that's, that's where I'm going in the wrong Exactly. Leg. And that's what I'm right. saying is where, like, where, your hey, brain, I'm a doctor. Right. But your brain goes there, right? Yeah. Because I think that that's what some people think. I think that's the wrong way of thinking too. Then if that's what you're getting at, I totally think that's the wrong way of thinking. Yeah. I'm not sure that's the right way. Yeah. The analogy, the, the most recent close to the vest uh, example I could give for that is um, we just got two little tenant finishes, but they're great projects. And you, you heard me, you, you literally engaged with, with Ross and I talking yep. about it yesterday because we're, we're crushing on the fees. Yep. So they're just a flat fee, but they're so simple that both, both uh, clients of ours balked at the numbers, right? That we gave, that I gave them and they go yep. like... This is a really simple project, but you're right. And it's, it is very simple for us, but it's because we've been down this road so many, so many times, we know exactly what to look for. So that's, it's the value. It's more of the value we bring to ourselves in, in, in a sense of, of that, where like, I don't, I don't feel bad about charging that fee. Right. That's the, that's the way I think people should think about it is like, you shouldn't feel guilty for charging a flat fee and it only taking you half the time of what it used to take doesn't mean you should reduce your fees it means no no no. that's your reward for being able to find the bolt in two seconds versus 30 minutes as it was before that is your reward and 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 actually the the major the the bigger point that i was getting at besides this whole convoluted what is value is realize that you're never at least in america at this moment competition is a thing and you just can't take it out of your equation because because let, let's say for whatever reason there was an, another firm here and they're like, oh yeah, we still have that value. We, we know what Lance knows, but we're actually going to charge half. What do you, what do you, so, so you can get away with that and that's fine and that value is there, but know that we live in a competitive area and, and, and architects tend to blame themselves for undercutting each other's prices. Like if we all semi-agreed, quote unquote, not well, agreed. All the AIA, right? right? Supposedly, yeah. But but what industry besides healthcare and maybe uh, colleges, <laughs> because all these things that dilute it through like long, mo- like wh- where do you not have competition? And that's what I'm getting at is realize that competition is a real factor in play. Totally. Yeah. You, yeah. They're, they're, we aren't Soviet Russia yet. Yeah. There's competition. It's still a semi-free market. That's what yep. you're getting at. What do you th- What do you think about the? I'll throw you one more example. Then, have you ever heard the story about the the guy who designed? The, he's a very famous designer. I can't remember who it is. I'd have to look it up. Maybe I'll look it up right while I'm talking. See if I can do two things at once. The guy who designed the Nike Soup. The guy who designed um, mm. the Apple logo. Right. Uh, do you know how much he got paid to do the commission for the 200, Apple? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. What? The next, remember Steve Jobs had that company in between when he got fired and came yeah, back. Yeah. Next logo, which was terrible, was $250,000. I thought it was a million dollars. Well, I just know next. I don't know the other ones. Yeah. He, he, so you should look him up and you should, you should just, if you can find some podcasts about him or some stories, he, it's, 
he's amazing because of how much money he makes off of his designs. Like he's the he's the uh, epitome of uh, of graphic designers, I think it, yep. it, that there is since like maybe Andy Warhol, right? Yep. His name is Rob uh, Janoff, J N O F F. I can't remember how much he got paid for the Apple. Alex thinks it's two hundred fifty thousand. I thought it was a million dollars. No, it, next it was a company before Apple. Oh, okay. Yep. Got and it. And then and then he hired the same guy. And I swear it was a million dollars this next time. Sure. I bet it was. I bet it was. And okay. You so like let's say you take a million dollars, right? One million dollars. I got it in my calculator here. You divide it by um let's say it took you forty hours to produce that, right? Are you really worth two hundred twenty five thousand dollars? Maybe like do you see my this is where I'm coming from it. Like it doesn't matter. I put in. I put. You're paying for. You're paying for more than just the forty hours. You're paying for the additional fifty thousand. Crazy number, right? Fifty thousand. Really, the, the ten thousand numbers. What I should throw out. You're not paying for just the forty hours. You're paying for the ten thousand hours it took me to become a master at this. At this art, this skill, this this what I can do. Do you know what you're really paying for? What are you paying for? You are paying for. The recognition equal to your station. So Apple, let, it's a good logo. It's a good logo. <laughs> Nothing bad about it. Um, when, yeah. So if you're Apple, if you're IBM, here's the analogy. Let's say you're doing a legal document, a logo, anything. Can you pay $25 for it? Sure you can. So if you if you buy off of LegalZoom.com, your merger agreement with IBM is going to partner with Apple. It it could all work out well. Good. Do you ever pay twenty five dollars for that? So it's a statement where Apple, this represents our whole company. We're making something that's representing our whole company. How much do we how much do we pay for that? Twenty five bucks? Two hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. If there's any criticism whatsoever, you only paid 500 bucks. You only paid $5,000 for your logo. You're a trillion dollar company. What are you doing? Hmm. Like, ah, no, we spent a million dollars. This is right. It's a status symbol. You're just, you're paying for that. And then, hey, if you're, maybe recognize those opportunities. Maybe if you are building, designing Apple's headquarters, you charge what Norman Foster charges. There you go. 10%. 10%, 30 30%, 12%. It's a crazy number. 15%. Something. Cool. Yeah. Okay. On to the <laughs> on to the next one. That was a long one. That was a good though. Um something to ponder. I mean, you I, I don't think you ever stop pondering like what what should I be charging? I even thought about this with these little TIs, you know. Even though we're crushing, I'm like, could we charge even more? And could we? And I don't know if you could because it seems like a sweet spot. Uh obvious there's I don't get every single one. You never do. Yep. But I am getting a lot of them. Yep. Two in one week. And we're yep. almost done with them already. They're both almost billed out. Like it's a it's it's a it was great cash flow coming back in after bleeding so much for after this project, yep. after this development. I missed out on a house. They said we uh you're our top two architects. Oof. We chose the other one because they're closer with the builder that we chose. Ah. See? So, nothing you can do. Nothing you can do with that. Yep. Yep. Okay. This is another, I want to, so, Al. Me, hi. Hope all is well. Okay. We have been open for well over a year, and we're not able to heat the studio enough to run our business. 
We've had the general contractor back out to the space recently, and it was determined that the issue is electrical and heat panels were not specified properly. We need to remedy this ASAP. And we've lost substantial business due to the oversight. We clarified initially that we need to be able to get heat to 100 degree in 100 degrees in the studio, and we cannot get the heat higher than 75 degrees. What sort of guarantee is there on your work, and how do you suggest we move forward from here? Thank you, and we look forward to your reply. Okay, so since I this is I don't know this project. So yeah, so just like but, to cue the listeners in. This is me getting an email yeah. from somebody that we did work for. Literally, that's almost almost verbatim. I'm pretending it's sent to Al. Okay. So my first thought would be, oh, when did they say that they wanted 120 degrees? Did they say it to us or did they say it to the mechanical? Can we find that? And if so, it's a big issue. If not, it's a smaller issue. Meaning not to them, but like, if they specifically said in their brief, this must be get to 120 degrees, which is actually really hot. 100. Uh, 100. Yep. Oh, 100 degrees. Yep. Yep. So I, I would have to explore first. And that's exactly the approach I think everybody should take, right? So I did that. Yep. I, I First, I called our engineers and I said, hey, just let me read you this email, write them the email, and they go, and I go, what do you think of that? And they go, you know what I think of that. They, they want you to pay for it. Yeah. and Because the word guarantee, right? Yeah. And I go, yeah, that sounds like it to me. And so I did go in and do some research, right? So this is what I think there's a, there's a couple lessons to learn here. And that's why I wanted to share this with everybody is number one, archive your damn emails. Yep. Don't delete any emails when it comes to businesses. You need you, any business related stuff. Archive those freaking emails. I have, we have emails all the way back to when, I'm not joking, and I still look it up sometimes because I'm an idiot and I don't write it down. Yeah. When I need to, for when we established our domain, f9productions.com. Yeah. <laughs> because I need to look up and sometimes I have to add people. I'm, the, I'm kind of the guy who puts all the email, gets people emails when they start and everything. So I've suffered like 10 years ago, right? Thank God I uh, kept this email. So this is over a year ago. And the emails basically stated that, um, it didn't say it said the the main the main room will be heated by by radiating heating panels placed in the ceiling and there will be a humidifier in there as well as well to aim to get the room to around 100 degrees when we need it to and then on a, some consequent some some emails after that this particular client said here's our existing space can you guys basically replicate what we're doing in there and then we did, but then we had to value engineer the project and remove X amount of heating panels. So oh, then, oh, 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 so honestly, you so yep, and and but this was all community, like hey, all documented. We we have to remove all some heating documented. panels. Documented, yep, yep, yep. So so they chose to remove some heating panels, and now they don't know why it's not. Getting oh, it's even, but it goes even deeper than that. So so no, so that's the first lesson that I wanted to share with everybody: archive your damn emails. Yeah. Keep them. Keep them forever. Yep. If you if you have even more time, what we used to do is we used to put folders. I used to like mark them into. And they used to go to, into each um, particular project. I don't yeah. have I don't have time for that anymore. Like I look yeah. at my email now, and I think I have. If I look at my inbox, it's going to freak some people out. One of thirty four thousand seven hundred and twenty eight. I don't even hurt. <laughs> so it is what it is. But anyway, uh, so so then the next thing I did is is we 
I sent a e- polite email back and I said, um, uh, there's no such guarantee on, on any of our work. We, sh- we, sh- we always uh, design to uh, code. And then on top of that, whatever you're requesting, if it's still within code, that's that's what we get to. And we try to achieve all of your goals, right? Something yep. professional like that. Then I suggested a meeting. Me and the engineer went down there. The first thing he did, which was brilliant, and you, sh- you should be doing the same thing with your engineer is he pulled up all the specs yep. and looked at what humidifier did get put in and what furnace got put in. Mm. The furnace was was 16% uh, le- 16% less the amount of BTUs that he specified. Oh, um, it can get to 72. So like, I got, yep. Yep. You're doing the math, right? Yep. The humidifier was 36% less. No, it's, it's very smart. Than what it needed to be. So, so not only did the value engineer sum out of it, then they didn't even get what it was spec'd. And that was a surprise to the client because they go, well, why did the general contractor do that? And I go, to pocket the money. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> to pocket the money. Yep. So, uh, so I think that that meeting that meeting was good. And in the in in the end, what ended up happening is we they're moving out of their old space, and they're going to consolidate into this space. And they go, and we said, look, I think the most simple solution, the most cost effective for you is, is since you're take going out of the old space now, why don't you replace? You're going to take panels from here, which are just your standard uh, lay-in ceiling grid, two by four, right? Yep. Take those ones, take them out, uh, because we, we basically had a heating panel, then we skipped three, then we had a heating panel, right? So there's a one we could put in the middle. Yep. Take those ones out of the middle, take them to your other space, have your electrician, take those radiant panels out, put them in your new space, you already paid for them, yep. and done. And they go, well, do we have the capacity? Engineer was there, did some quick math, no problem, here's the capacity. You guys are more than easy to do that. Problem solved, crisis averted, nobody's getting sued. Everybody's happy. Saluting you. What do you think? Saluting the engineer. Isn't that great? Saluting America. I thought that was a. I thought that was a good thing to to share today because like, you get these emails from people, you know, and everybody's like, we live such a it's such a sue happy place at this point, such a litigious environment we live yeah. in. Everybody's trying to get a piece of each other, yeah. and at the end of the day, like. There is no guarantee of your work, and that's actually what I titled this little segment was. Uh, there's no guarantee with design. You know, there's it's just like how do you manage clients whose spaces don't perform as perspective? And I think that's you got it. It's going to happen in your lifetime. It's going to happen in your career. So yep, take that take that for what it's worth. Yep. Um. Okay, so I really like that. Uh, the last thing I want to do, I want to give a shout out to Mark LePage, right? Oh, entree architect. I'm going to find this. Entree, architect. What's he doing? Uh, architect. Good stuff. So he's giving everyone a deal. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? I did see that. So yeah. You got that email? I got that. I get the email. I'm on the email list. Okay. See if you can bring it up. Because there we go. His just, does, he doesn't sponsor us or anything like that. His three courses are 25% off if you buy before Monday. What December are the courses titled now? 16th. I'll tell you. So... One is the hybrid proposal course, right? Let me, and then I'm going to click on this. Yep. So that is basically how you put together a proposal. And I think it's a hybrid where, and and, and please go check this out and and look at it, where it's kind of what we're talking about. It's you get a percentage of the construction cost, right? Because I do believe that you are bringing a value in that sense. I'm just not saying that you can tack that value onto, hey, um, 
your house is so peaceful, so I'm going to value <laughs> your peace at $100 an hour, blah, 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 blah right? Blah, 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 blah. That's one. Uh, the second one is the planning course, right? So need to plan a strategy to accomplish the single most important goal for your architecture firm. And the third one is a profit course, need financial management system that will help you earn the net profit you deserve for a small term architect. I'm going to give you the prices that he has on right now, right? The hybrid proposal course, it used to be 197, now it's 147. The planning course, same thing. And the profit course used to be 495, now it's 371. The proposal course, if it gives you his proposal, I would say that's worth it right there because there's little nuances that are worth it. And I'll give you a nuance that we just found out. In our architecture proposal, we have a basically no fault divorce clause, meaning at any time, either one can walk away from the contract, it's all good. A contractor we were talking about didn't have that in his contractor clause and lost $30,000 because of it, just because of one sentence, one paragraph that he didn't have in there. So it's worth it to get examples, to get into this course, look over stuff, see if there's something that you like. Maybe you don't use this whole proposal. Maybe yours is fine, but maybe you see something that you do like and you do incorporate it. I think it's worth at billable rate of one hour. Um, so go to entrearchitect.com forward slash thank you. And you'll see that. There you go. That's awesome. Very cool. Speaking of our friends. We have another friend? We have another friend. As a matter of fact, he's a best friend. I love our best friend. All right. Here's Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. How do I handle those days when I'm just not feeling it? Those days when I'm tired or worn out or just sick of the grind. What do I do on those days? I go anyway. I get it done. Even if I'm just going through the motions, I go through the motions. Don't really want to work out? I work out. Don't really want to hammer on a project? I hammer on a project. Don't really want to get up and get out of bed? I get up and get out of bed. Now these this could be signals that you need some time off. And those signals might be right. But don't take today off. Wait until tomorrow. Don't give in to the immediate gratification that is whispering in your ear. Shut that down. Do not listen. Instead, go through the motions. Lift the weights. Sprint the hill. Work on the project. Get out of bed. I don't like procrastination. But if you feel like you need a break, that is one thing you should procrastinate. Taking a break is the one thing that I put off until tomorrow. And if, when tomorrow comes, you still feel like you need the rest or you need a break, then go ahead. Take it. Chances are you won't. You won't need that rest. Chances are you will realize that the desire to rest was just weakness. It was the desire to take the path of least resistance. The downhill path. The downward path. And by going through the motions, you overcame that weakness. And you stayed on the righteous path. The disciplined path. You stayed on the war path, right where you belong. 
Jocko. Boys, it's been a minute. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and are making preparations for Santa Claus. Have a great week. I get sad when there's no toodles. I do get sad. <laughs> and speaking of this, so Christmas presents are <laughs> under our tree. And Atlas asks if he can go touch them. And, and we say, no, you can't go touch them. Ooh. And then know what he says? He goes, I just go shake them. Ah, it's a matter of perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, I, I just want to shake them. It's like, ah, you're trying to figure out. Does he remember? Did, like, how was he with last Christmas? Pretty good. We showed him pictures and he didn't even, he didn't even remember. Yeah. Was yeah. two? He's three now. Right, but he was two? He was two. Yeah, they don't remember nothing. Yep, exactly. Three, four is when it starts to kick in. And then he got really excited because he did get to touch one. Obviously, he doesn't know what's in there. And he goes, Mama, a train's in there. And he just told us how this train was in there. Nice. It's it's a race car. It's not a train. Good for him. (laughs) Good for him. So. Uh, Yeah. You know what? So I so speaking of breaks, I, I, Nick's reads are always very timely, except for the time when we didn't podcast when we should have podcasted, and then we had to podcast, and it wasn't timely. But this time it was timely. Nice. And uh, it's timely because we have had a few days of rest. Uh, mm-hmm. I've gotten some rest. Uh, it's it, life has slowed down a little bit, in a good way. It's still we're still insanely busy. Like today, yeah. today I turned to you. We we have owners that uh, want us to do stuff immediately, and we're going like. We are as best as we can because as soon as we get one thing off our plate, two things come on top of our plate. Um, but, uh, man, I, after I have had these couple, I basically had one good day of rest so far besides getting getting to go to Mexico for a few days, which is just a good reset. It was last Sunday. And I thought in the same, along the same vein of like, maybe that was weakness, you know? I don't know. Like, uh I do like working a lot. Um, there's a lot. It's just it feels good to work and c- accomplish things and get things done and be busy and manage. It all it's all good. Yeah. I I don't. And then looking back on it, like I'm like, I I, I guess I what I'm getting at is like this level of busy of waking up at still at four four thirty, getting after it, doing a bunch of stuff before everybody else gets up. And then just plugging away all day long until six six thirty, having 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 supper and dinner with the, with the family, yeah. And then maybe doing a little bit of wrap up after that, and then going to bed. Like that's a good day. Feels good. Feels yeah. good. It's not, but we're not. I don't feel like I'm killing myself anymore. So this a couple of days ago, you know, I still same thing as you. Wake up, and my wife normally watches the kids uh, at night. Meaning like Atlas, Adam will get up about twice, twice a night. Oh, I see what you mean. While you're supposed to be sleeping. Yep, yeah. While I'm supposed to be sleeping because I'm getting up at four, four thirty. Well, one night in her sleep, she doesn't even remember this. She swore at me and our other child that we needed to take care of the baby. <laughs> she doesn't even remember what the saying. So she said, you guys talking to me and Atlas yeah. need to get Adam. Nice. So anyways, that night I woke up a couple times, fed the baby, milk, all that stuff. It, that pushed me over the edge because I still got up early in the morning and then I never knew, I, I never knew what burnout was. I was like, I don't think that that's a thing. I don't think that that's a thing. I was like, maybe it is like, maybe I'm, I'm reaching my edge. And then the next day I got to sleep through the night and I was like, okay, I'm feeling kind of better. But I think I need, I think it will be over Christmas. I think I need those. You still need days. that? You yeah, still need I that? I still need the couple days where, because I, 
and and I might even just we might even go to like a hotel or something. I just need like two days of like. You didn't. Don't, you didn't get the reset. You didn't get the reset. Yeah. You didn't get yeah. the reset that I did. Yeah. It was a full reset. Yeah. And that is yeah. So you need that. Yeah. By all means, there is. I mean, there is burnout for sure. Yeah. But aren't you the same? Aren't you in the same vein where you're like? Oh, I still want to wake up early and do stuff. Still want to wake up early, do stuff like there. I'm sure. I don't even. I haven't even asked you, but like, I'm sure you're doing. I'm sure you're doing dumb stuff. Like, oh, Al's making up. Are you making anything up right now? I'm always making stuff. Exactly. up. Exactly. He's making stupid stuff up all the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Should we pause? Go eat, and then come back and do Airy Jeopardy. Perfect. Here we go. And we're back. You didn't even know we left. Here we are, Al. Airy Jeopardy. It's been what? Seven months? Twelve months? A yep. year? So this is season two. Of Airy Jeopardy. Whoa. Season one. Do you know who the winner is? Mark. Nope. Jason, Jason. Bus. Jason Bus. Then I was wondering ARE. He won ARE. Yep. Just in just so entirely. Two. So Good. we have a new guy with us, Sam. Sam, you're gonna need a pencil, paper. This is your first time. We didn't even let you know. On the double. On oh, the here's double. a pencil. I got a pencil. Hey, hey, he's got a paper. Come back down. There we go. So, Sam, what we're going to do, and for everyone just joining us, we have four questions. I'll ask two. Lance has two. They all have A, B, C, and D. So take notes, circle them, and we'll let you know. And then we'll keep track of who has the most. Um, I don't have anything. Mark, anything. So you, you have a computer, though, and you could type. He is correct. <laughs> yeah, that is a correct answer. We will accept that. Okay. All right. So question number one. A watt of force is equal to... A, one joule per foot squared. B, one sack per game. It's a J.J. Watt joke. C, one newton. D, one kilogram accelerated at one meter per second squared. A watt of force is equal to what? Do you want me to say it again? Oh, we think we got it. All right. Everyone hold up your answer. We have A, B, A. A, D. The answer is D, one kilogram accelerated at one meter per second squared. And I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, one joule per feet squared, it would, per meter. And it was obviously, J.J. Watt is like 1.5 sacks a game. So come on, people. <laughs> Question two, a kilogram is how many pounds? A, one pound. B, 3.2 pounds. C, two pounds. D, 2.2 pounds. Okay. Uh, what is D? <laughs> what is D? D, B, D, D. Yep. So it is D. The answer is D. So check off how many you have. Why this is useful. We talked about one pagers, right? Uh, which is basically, this was while we were gone on my electrical page, right? Break down what is the basis of electricity. There's watts, volts, amps. What is a watt, right? And we just went over it. It's one kilogram accelerating at one meter per second squared. What is a kilogram? It's 2.2 pounds, right? Which is also a liter. So it's basically a watt is moving one liter, one meter. A liter, a meter. That's what a watt is. The energy to do that. Now you know. Do, 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 do. All right. See, Mark, you see? You see how I call it? On, on to the good questions. Yep. Number three, a year later, after you have completed a yoga studio for a client, they email you 
and ask you if you have a guarantee for your work because their space is not heating up as expected. What do you do? A, say no and never talk to them again. Mark, that was it seemed like that was your was the answer you were going to say. If you only if only everybody could who's listening terrestrially could see what he just did. <laughs> B, say yes and instantly file a claim on your insurance. C, Say, we can't guarantee performance, but strive for professionalism and are happy to come down and take a look at your problems to see if we can solve it. D, ignore the client. I can repeat those if you need them repeated. No? Okay, good. Everybody's got some answers. Fantastic. What do we got here? What do we got, Al? You read them off. C, 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 C. Great. Great. Good answers, boys. Yes, that is exactly what you should do. And if you want to hear detailed analysis of what you should do, then you should go listen to this episode uh, in your free time. Number four, when can you omit a drinking fountain in a new tenant finished space? A, never. B, when the occupant load is under 15 occupants. C, when the business offers bottled or tap water for free. D, B and C are correct. Doo-doo-doo. While we're waiting, doesn't that look like an advertisement picture? <laughs> oh, he's got his kids up on the screen behind me. Y'all don't even know. Okay, yeah. what do we got? D, 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 D. Man, I just... Easy, easy. Too easy. Easy, easy. Yeah. You weren't asking about kilograms and acceleration. No. Swear. Who won? So, hold up. How many you got? Oop. Grash. Wait. Grash and our new guy, Sam. What? Sam's won. not even trained as an architect. Look at this. So he just listens. He just he listens. listens. So we are going to come back with a tiebreaker. All right. So this is a speed round. It means I'm going to ask a question. I'm not going to give you choices. You're going to write down the answer and then show it to me. Okay. <clears throat> How many watts are in a megawatt? that. Megawatts. Uh, 1,000 is wrong. 1 million is correct. One, a megawatt is 1 million watts. Wow. <laughs> That's it? That's it. So we've already done all of our reads. We wish you all a Merry Christmas. We might be back for next week. If not, it's probably because we're having our office party and are a little bit tipsy. So if we don't see you then, we'll see you at the new year. Lance, any parting words? Uh, if you haven't done so already, leave us a five-star review. We're thinking about a four-star review. Put five stars right on top of that. If you do uh, do that, then don't forget to take a screenshot. Email akg at f9productions.com, and he will send you a free copy of his wonderful book that has sold how many copies? Megawatt? What? A megawatt. All right. Let's talk to you next week. <laughs>